Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to After the Fact. And good evening and welcome, or good day, depending on whenever you're listening to this show. It is After Fact, our weekly trivia quiz game here on Clamars Community Radio. I'm John Nolan, your host, and tonight the questions are all on 1972. And hello again. So well, thank you for joining us here today on our weekly trivia quiz game on Clamars Community Radio. I'm John, your host, and tonight I'm joined by... Four players, two of whom have been on with us already this series, but two who are making their seasonal debut. So let's go and meet the teams. Right in front of me we have the blue team. Hello. Hi, I'm Marcella Connolly and I'm a journalist. I'm Carol Cronin, I'm a teacher. Nice to have you actually in the studio tonight, Carol. Yeah. Uh, We don't need to... (laughs) For anyone listening to the podcast extra of Carol's first appearance, you'll have heard the man who delivered her dinner. <laughs> Does he know he's a podcast star? We don't know. But he'll find out, he'll find out soon enough. And across uh, we go to greet the red team. Evening, John. Uh, Liam Rabbit. Uh, I'm an environmental officer. Hello. Welcome, Liam. Thank you, John. I'm James Bonso, and I'm an archaeologist. And chaps, you're making your debuts. So, uh, and the two of you together making debuts. Like, so the whole red team is fresh. Uh, yeah. Sure. How are you feeling about it? Not too bad. We're both, we should say, we're both new dads, which means we're both knackered. That's true. They're Congratulations. Applause there. We should say not together. That kind of sounds like we started our own <laughs> family unit. Hey, it's modern Ireland, man. <laughs> That's fine now. Anyway, best well done to both of you on that. Thank you. And to your, one, to your partners as well. <laughs> okay, last person to meet, of course, is our robot scorekeeper, Clancy. So we're going to go across and say hello to him. Good evening, everyone. It's great to see everyone in the studio tonight. Yeah, Clancy likes you being here. He thinks it's nice. Anyway, let's get going with round number one, which is multiple choice. In this round, I will ask each player individually a question with three possible answers. If they can give me the right answer on their own, they get two points for their side. They can choose to confer with their teammate if they want, but that'll only get them one point for a correct answer. Any wrong answer will see the other, the remaining two options offered across for a potential bonus point. Um, we started last week with the blue team, so we're starting with the red team this week. Which of you boys would like to go first? I will. James. Question one. On 1972, last week in our 1956 episode, we mentioned chess wonder kid Bobby Fischer and his first major victory as a 13-year-old boy. In 1972, he reached the pinnacle of the chess world when he became world champion. Who did he beat to win the title? So your options are A... Boris Spassky B. Anatoly Karpov or C. Garry Kasparov Which of those three men was the reigning world champion that Bobby Fischer dethroned? I I think Kasparov came later so I'm going to go for B. Karpov You're going for Karpov I'm afraid that's the wrong noise So across we go Uh, Ladies, you're going to get the remaining two options we don't need them. <laughs> <laughs> I think James may have done your work for you here anyway, okay. whether you knew it or not. But uh, so, who was the person that Bobby Fischer defeated? Boris Spassky. Boris Spassky is correct. I visited the Bobby Fischer Museum last summer. <laughs> well done. <laughs> In Rackerbeck. Well, that is handy. Very handy for this. I'm afraid, uh, Carol, that might be the end of the Bobby Fischer knowledge, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we we'll go across to the ladies of the blue team. It is men against women tonight, I've just noticed. That's an extra drama. Okay. Ladies, who's going first over here? I'll go first. Marcella, right. US President Richard Nixon was re-elected in a landslide in the American general election in November 1972. Which nominee of the Democratic Party did he defeat in that election? Your three options are Walter Mondale, George McGovern, or Jimmy Carter? So... Um... Do you think you're going to go for this one on your own, Marcella? Or are you going yeah, to? Yeah, I, I thought I did. Could you repeat the three names? We've got Walter Mondale, 
George McGovern and Jimmy Carter. So which of those did um, Richard Nixon defeat in the uh, US general election? I think I have an idea okay. of this, but at the veracity of my partner in crime here writing, I think I'll share the answer. You're going to confer. Okay, so yeah. between the two of you, which of those three are you going for? Yeah. Uh, had you an idea? Yeah. Oh, you I, know, I, would have, I would have thought okay. it was this, actually. Yeah. All right, so... Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. It's also wrong. So across we go. Boys, you might get a bonus back here. Who did Richard Nixon defeat in the 1972 American presidential election? McGovern. McGovern. <laughs> well done. So that levels things up. One all. Right. Liam, your question. I think this one might suit you, Liam. That Just ominous. from what I know of you, Liam. Here we go. I have to get it right now. Which Northern Irish athlete won a gold medal at the 1972 Summer Olympic Games? Mary Peters. Oh, well, you could wait till I give you the three options. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So will Liam, let's, let's, let's pretend here for a second. Will Liam say Thelma Hopkins? Will he say Mary Peters? Or will he say Huey Russell? We already know. <sighs> you don't want to confirm. I've got a really good feeling about this. <laughs> I'm watching you now for a change, all right? Okay, going across. Ladies, uh, Carol, specifically, your question. Are you ready? On July the 6th, which major composer... Oh, this is... Uh, before I... I'll, I'll, I'll introduce this again. This is a rare case of music being played in round number one. Okay. Right. On July the 6th, which major composer, whose works include 15 symphonies, 6 concerti, 15 string quartets and 3 operas, to name a few, was awarded an honorary doctorate by Trinity College Dublin. He was also responsible for some award-winning film music, including this piece from the 1955 film The Gadfly. So have a listen to this piece and tell me who is the composer involved? Okay, so that was that lovely piece of music there. I'll give you your three options. Was that composed by A, Dmitry Shostakovich, B, John Sibelius, or three, Leos Janicek? And also, which one of them got that honorary degree from Trinity College in 1972? Are you going on your own or are you going to confer? I'll go on my own. Okay, what are you going to say? Um, I'll say Sibelius. Sibelius. So across we go Chaps Bonus point opportunity here Who got that uh, Honorary degree From Trinity College In July 1972 We played the piece of music By him there Your remaining two options are Dmitry Shostakovich Or Leos Janicek I believe it was Dmitry Shostakovich It was James Dmitry Shostakovich Good one, James. Okay and that brings us To the end of Round number one So let's Go over and see how the scores stand with Clancy. Blue to one point. Red to four points. Yeah, he'd said one points. Right. Oh. Four points to one. Good lead for the boys. Okay. Round number two is our connections round. In this round, I will give the team, when it's their turn, two-piece information. If they can tell me what links them and tonight's team, they get three points. They can, if they're not sure, request a, set, a third and a fourth piece of information, but they'll be playing for two and one points, respectively. If they give me a wrong answer at any stage, I will offer it across with the, all four pieces of information for a potential one-point bonus. We start with the team that's trailing. That's the blue team. Ladies, your first two pieces of information are Jack Flash and Helter Skelter. Um, <clears throat> so we've got Jack Flash and Helter Skelter. Mm. Yeah, there'd be something more. Yeah, I'd say another clue. Yeah. All right, you want another clue? clue? Sure. Three piece information are Jack Flash, Helter Skelter, and James Dean. Okay, nineteen seventy-two. He's dead. James Dean is yeah. It wasn't seventy-two. I don't know who Helter Skelter is. So we've got Jack Flash, Helter Skelter, and is James Dean. James Dean is a song too. Could get one more clue? Point. 
I deal with some with by the same person. No, because Helter Skelter, yeah, the Beatles, Jumping Jack Flash, which is Rolling Stones. Yeah. James Dean, don't know. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, we'll yeah. get another clue. All right, for one point, so link these four things Jack Flash, <laughs> Helter Skelter, James Dean, and The Day the Music Died. Okay. Well, that is. All right. And what has that got to do with this year? He's all about things that so we've got Jack Flash, Helter Skelter, James Dean, and the day the music died. Okay, and what's Jack Flash? I don't know. You see, these would be earlier songs because that's out late sixties. Okay, I. Go gonna, with what you say there. I'm going to push you for an answer now, please. I, I don't know what you're. They were all yeah, songs. Okay, maybe they were all songs released and. Yeah, I mean that's. Will we go with them? Oh, Beatles would be earlier though. They came out in the late 60s. I don't know. Um, about people who died. Well, I was thinking of these yeah. are songs that were released in 72. Yeah, that's a bit obvious. <laughs> so you're saying they're all songs that were released in 1972? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that is incorrect. All right, we're going across, boys. You've got the four clues, so there's nothing I can add to you. Sorry. <laughs> Pardon me. Boys, I've gone across to you there. You've got the four clues, so you might get a bonus here. What links those four things? Well, we had a few ideas about the Rolling Stones and Don McLean, but they don't fit for all four of them. Jack Flash, Helter Skelter, immediately Rolling Stones came up for us, and Mick Jagger. Helter Skelter, Charles Manson... Buddy Holly Day music died I think Carl was saying that um, uh, James Dean was killed in a car crash I'm going to have to ask you for an answer now you had all the thinking time they had I think just the Rolling Stones Stones. in general I'm afraid not (laughs) no it was um, Carl actually said the right answer but didn't say the right answer if you get my meaning they are all mentioned in the lyrics to American Pie by Don McLean. Oh, you Every single one of them Andrews. is in the lyrics Andrews. to yeah. American I Pie. I the movie you were talking about. No, I was like, what's that got to do with 72? <laughs> all right, okay. Okay, nobody got any points there. Unlucky, everyone. Unlucky, Carl. Right. I didn't know. Red Team Boys, your first two pieces of information for your question are James Nesbitt and One Para. Oh, yeah, Bloody Sunday. Uh, can we confer? <laughs> Your team. Well, I, I think Bloody Sunday. James Sunday, Nesbitt, Bloody Sunday, yeah, James Nesbitt played the... Uh, Bloody Sunday was 1972. Exactly, first power drink. Yeah. Come on, James. Well done. The first three-pointer of the series. Indeed. Uh, as you've said, James Nesbitt was in the 2002 movie about Bloody Sunday. Uh, one parrot were the parachute regiment that were involved on... 14th of January 1972 two clues you didn't need Father Edward Daly was the priest so and the minister of the last rites finally Bogside yeah. was in the fourth clue he, he passed away I think recently that he father, did, yeah. <coughs> by which time he was Bishop Edward Daly mm-hmm. ok back over we go to ladies on the blue team are you ready mm-hmm. Furstenfeldbruch all one word and Isa I-S-S-A Furstenfeldbruch and Isa. Oh my goodness. No idea. I don't know where to start with. No. Although I'm thinking about um Um So we've got Furstenfeldbruch and Isa. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? I get another clue? No, probably clue. Okay. Next clue coming up, so? Yep. First in Feldbruch, Isa, and one day in September. Mm-hmm. The 
The boys over here are looking mighty smug right now. Book. I don't want to put you off no, by seeing that. No, it's not. Well, that's a Swiss or American word, or what? I mean, not American. Swiss German. or Austrian or German, yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it Olympics? So, okay. first in Felbrook, Isa, and one day in September. Okay, we'll go for the last okay. clue then. Last clue sounds very similar to her clue, but anyway, here you go. First in Felbrook, Isa, one day in September, and then Black September. Okay, sometimes to Vietnam or something. I think, but I don't know why. But definitely some more, anyway. Nice, Vietnam. Yeah, go for more. it. Vietnam War. Vietnam War. <coughs> Over we go, boys. Potential bonus. First in Felbrook, Isa, one day in September, and Black September. Um, so I'll do with the Munich Olympics and uh, the shooting oh, of the, the hostages. The hostages, yeah. Isa was the. I think he was the main guy that was. Blamed for it in Black September as a group. That's right, that's right. That is right. One Day in September is a 1999 Oscar winning documentary about the uh, the incident at the Summer Olympic Games. First in Felbrook is the name of the um, air, air, air airstrip, I suppose we call it, where the final um, massacre took place. And, Red Team, this is going well for you this round so far, and you've got the final question in it. First two facts are. Harrison Schmidt and Taurus Littro or Taurus um, Littro Harrison Schmidt and Taurus Littro I I couldn't guess the last two men to walk on the moon in 1972 well they are not the last two men to walk on the moon but uh, go again with your guess if you want Oh, yeah, of course. Yes, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, last two astronauts to walk on the moon in 1972. You're overdoing it now. Okay. You're overdoing it. Hey, are they I'm astronauts? I'm trying to be generous to you here. Been to the moon. <coughs> Think of a, one more go at an answer. I'll, I'll see if Liam can, uh, can freeze it any better than I can. I presume it'll probably just... What are options? Can we give an answer, or will we? are we allowed to? I know you it's can give an answer, but if it's wrong, they get the four. Uh, one well, bonus to get if you're wrong. We might go. Will it go for another one? Go, go on. You're still yeah. in control, so you can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Harrison Schmidt, Taurus Litro, and the Blue Marble. Okay, so that's the famous picture of the Earth. What was the number of that? Uh, Apollo 16, 17. We'll just go for the last 17. <laughs> go for okay. one more hint. So, we'll go, for, we'll go for another hint. Really? Yeah. Harrison Schmidt, Taurus Littrow, The Blue Marble, and Eugene Cernan. Okay, or so Gene Cernan. Gene Cernan, who was the control. Yeah, okay, so the Apollo 17 mission. That's exactly right, okay. Apollo yeah. 17. Yeah. 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 I wasn't sure, no, I thought it was Apollo 12 or something. <laughs> the last Someone was doing the homework. Last manned <laughs> moon mission, Apollo 17. Harrison Schmidt and Eugene Cernan were two uh, astronauts on there. The blue marble is this famous photo of the Earth that they took when they were uh, heading towards the moon. And Taurus Littro is the crater in which they landed. Uh, Not a person. Not a person. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let us go to Clancy to check how the scores have been affected in that round. Blue to one point. Red to nine points. This could be the biggest lead we've ever had at the end of round two. So let's take our first ad break and we'll be back in three minutes time please do not go away this is after the fact the weekly trivia quiz game here on Clamars Community Radio I'm John Nolan your host after two rounds tonight on 1972 the red team which is all male tonight Liam Rabbit and James Bonsall are on nine epic points whereas the blue team all female tonight Marcella Connolly and Carl Cronin 
it, it didn't suit you, as Larry Gogan would have said. So one point <laughs> at the moment. However, it could all change with round three. The audio round. In this round, the teams will listen to two pieces of music and get a point straight away for giving me the name of the artist and song title. Then there will be two subsequent point, uh, questions worth one point. Any wrong answer, so we'll see it offered across for a potential bonus. We start with the team that is trailing, which is the blue team. So, blue team, here is tonight's first piece of music just for you. Okay, so straight out of the gate, uh, tell me the artist and song title, please. All the young dudes, Mop the Hoople. Correct, Mop the Hoople and All the Young Dudes is right. You've just doubled your score. Yay. (laughs) Now, two subsequent questions. (laughs) (laughs) Two subsequent questions for you. Which 1970s star wrote this song for Mop the Hoople? Was that sorry? Oh, uh, yeah. David Bowie. David Bowie is correct, yes. And final question on that. This was actually the second song that David Bowie offered to Mop the Hoople. Ultimately, band turned down the first one before choosing all the young dudes. And David Bowie himself included it on his famous album, The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. He released it as a single in 1976. What song am I talking about? It's not the, the um, Major Tom or... No, that was 69 or 70, because it was around the time of the Moon Landings. It's not Starman, yeah. that came out in 72. So it was a song that was not by is it Ziggy Stardust? Yeah, I don't I don't know what it could be. Um Razzle Razzle but, but this was for yeah, for not them. the hoople. Yeah. I don't know. I mean <laughs> Let's pick a David Bowie song. Back yeah. <laughs> it's pretty big. It is pretty big. Yeah. Okay. Have you got anyone for me? Loads. <laughs> yeah. No multiple choice in this one. No for it not. No, um, I'll just pick one, I guess, then, because I there are yeah, a few exactly. that I thought. Yeah, I'm my choice. Rebel, 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 rebel is, I'm afraid, correct. <laughs> Over we go. You're getting control. You're getting the next question, boys. But uh, do you know the answer to that? Any idea? We're going through the back catalogue. <laughs> the best we got that they haven't already suggested. Uh, heroes, heroes, heroes. <laughs> heroes is a bit later. Listen, uh, it was. Suffragette City by David Bowie. Okay, let's go for the red team's first piece of music. Here it comes. Team, uh, artist and song title, please. Uh, Elton John, Crocodile Rock. Is correct. Well done. Two questions for you on that. Number one, it's a quiz chestnut, I admit, but tell me what is Elton John's birth name? Oh. Yeah, Liam's going to answer. Just a moment. Reginald Dwight? Yeah, Richard Dwight. Reginald Dwight. Reginald Dwight is correct, yes. Good teamwork there, lads. Well done. And third question. This song was released as part of Elton John's sixth studio album. Complete its title, Don't Shoot Me, I'm Only The... Messenger? No, my friend. <laughs> Over we go, ladies. What was the name of that Elton John album from the 70s? It included Crocodile Rock. Don't Shoot Me, I'm Only The... Don't Shoot Me, I'm Only The... Not Messenger. Um. No, I'd be the same way now. The singer, yeah, could be something that obvious. Do you know? I don't know. I'm only the singer. You're unlucky, you're quite close in a way. Don't shoot me, I'm only the piano player. Ah. Okay, well, we flew to that one. So now, ladies, here comes your second piece of music.
Okay, that was the intro to which song? Give us the title and the artist, please. Heart Gold by Neil Young. It was, yes indeed, you're right. Next question on that. With which group did a young Neil Young, if that doesn't sound weird, score his earliest hit, the 1967 song For What It's Worth? So, what group was Neil Young in when that song was a hit? Crazy Horse? No, I'm afraid it isn't. (laughs) Over we go, boys. Potential bonus. In what group did Neil Young have the hit For What It's Worth? No, I'm afraid no, we don't know. No. Okay, it was Buffalo Springfield. Heart of Gold is one of only two Neil Young singles to crack the top 30 of the Irish charts, can you believe? It did so in 1972, whilst the other did the same thing in 1993. Its two-word title, that's the second song, includes one of its two words, is the same as the album title on which Heart of Gold appeared. So what is the name of the 1993 single by Neil Young? Oh, yeah. Okay. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> Go Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon is correct. Yeah. Well done. Good answer. I was afraid to confirm yeah. or deny. <laughs> <laughs> With Heart of Gold having been on the famous Harvest album in the 70s. All right. So, final piece of music is for the Red Team. And here we go. Okay, so, gentlemen, what is the name of that song and who is singing it? I think the singer, but I, I can't think of the name of the song. Um, it, it wasn't a matchstick. It wasn't his one about Lowry, was it? Oh, I can't even think of. Okay, I need to push you for an answer. Um, naturally, Donovan. No. <laughs> You're out now, James. So we go, over we go. Ladies? Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay, what do you got? Gilbert and Sullivan. And? Claire. Oh, no. Between you all, you pretty much had it. It was Gilbert O'Sullivan with his Alone Again, Naturally. Right song, wrong artist. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Sorry. Two questions for you, lads. In which Irish city was Gilbert O'Sullivan born in 1946? I think it was Waterford. No idea. Go for it. Waterford. Waterford is correct. Liam, well done. This song reached number two in the Irish charts in 1972, obviously, hence the round. However, Gilbert has had three Irish number ones. I'd like you to name any of them. Alone again, naturally, wasn't one of them anyway. <laughs> like I said, it reached number two. So, he's had three number ones in Ireland. Name any of them. I could be here for a week and it won't come to me. No idea. No, we Ice just, is going to pass? Yeah, pass it over to the, the ladies. Cool. Would you like to say again? Yeah. Claire. Claire is correct. Short term memory. Yeah. Claire. Yeah. You could also have said, get down. Down, yeah, I know that and one, yeah. one I don't know myself, ooh wackadoo wackaday. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> that's get down, our expert get down. there on Gilbert O'Sullivan, Marcella. Oh, yeah. right. End of round three, we flew through that. We f- absolutely flew through that. So here are the scores at Clancy, and then we'll take our second ad break. Blue team six points. Red team 12 points. The gap is narrowing. Okay, we'll be back in three minutes' time. Please do not go away. You're listening to After the Fact, the weekly trivia quiz game here on Clamars Community Radio. I'm your host, John Nolan. After three rounds on 1972, the red team, that's James Bonsell and Liam Rabbit, are on 12 points. Six ahead of the blue team, that's Marcella Connolly and Carol Cronin, on six points. However, this is the round where all the momentum can change. This is round four, our 20 questions. In this round, team gets... Asked a question. If they give me the right answer, they get a point, but they also get to keep control of the game, which means they get the next question. This can continue until at most five in a row have been answered correctly, at which point they will have to give over control of the game, but they will get a bonus six point for that achievement. 
Any wrong answer, though, will still go across immediately. The other tie will be getting the next question, but they can get a bonus on the one you got wrong as well. We start with the team that's trailing. That's the blue team, ladies. Your first question is, on June 17th, 1972, five men were arrested when they were discovered inside the Democratic National Committee office in which Washington, D.C. hotel? So on June 17, 1972, <clears throat> five men were arrested when they were discovered inside the Democratic National Committee office in which Washington, D.C. hotel? I don't know. Pass. You're passing? I'm passing. Really? Oh, there you go. Well done. I mean, it was question one for a reason, I thought, but hey, oh <laughs> you nearly let that one go away. Watergate <laughs> is indeed answer. the correct answer. <laughs> so you keep control of the game by your fingernails. Uh, number two. The Britain. The 1993 movie Alive details what happened after a plane carrying a rugby team crashed on Friday, October 13th, 1972. In which mountain range did that occur? The Andes. The Andes, Andes. is correct. Number three. On January the 11th, 1972, which country renamed itself Bangladesh? So, on January the 11th, 1972, which country renamed itself Bangladesh? Okay, over we go. Red team, you are getting the next question, but you can get a bonus here. Uh, East Pakistan. East Pakistan is correct. Because <laughs> well, I said Pakistan, yes, it was hardly Pakistan. That's still Pakistan. For, waiting for cars the last second to jump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, boys, that's one on the board for you East in this round, Pakistan. and you get the next question. Here it is. Still in power at the time of recording this show, Margarita II ascended to the throne of which country on January 14th, 1972? Denmark. Denmark is correct. Next question. Throughout 1972, NASA space probe Mariner 9 took and sent back to Earth over 7,000 photos of which planet? Mars. Mars, James. Oh, you know your stuff there. That's correct. That's three in a row. Here comes the next question. Which British football club won its first European trophy in 1972 with a victory over Dinamo Moscow in the final of the Cup Winners' Cup? From Man United to Which British football club won its first European trophy in 1972 with a victory over Dynamo Moscow or Dynamo Moscow in the final of the Cup Winners' Cup? I should know it, but I don't. Um, British. It wouldn't have been a Scottish team. Yeah, I was thinking maybe. Go for Glasgow Rangers. <laughs> that's that's the Carol manoeuvre there you pull that one out at the very end very good is correct yes Glasgow Rangers defeated Dinamo Moscow uh, in the Cup Winners Cup final in Barcelona next question this will be for let me see for five in a row actually you ready the Magnavox Odyssey was released in the US in August 1972 it was the first commercially available of what type of electrical appliance Magnavox Odyssey was released in the US in August 1972. It was the first commercially available form of what type of domestic electrical appliance? Domestic appliance. The video game. The video game what? The video game machine? <laughs> Player? Arcade. Don't say arcade. Sorry. Don't say. Arcade. No. 
a video game. Okay, arcade machine. Arcade machine. Well, now I see this. You want to say it? No, wrong. Going across, ladies. You said domestic appliance. Yes, they were very close now. The arcade games, so was Atari, console, were out in 72, Pong was out. Pong came out that time. Just what type of electrical device is it? Games console. Yes, it's a games console. There we go. Hard luck, lads, but it's not an arcade cabinet. (laughs) All right, ladies. Yes. Based on Mario Puzo's best-selling novel of the same name, which 1972 film broke box office records on its release and would go on to win the best film prize at the following year's Academy Awards. The Godfather. The Godfather is correct. Two in a row. Number three. Fifteen years later, it would inspire the first opera by U.S. composer John Adams. In February 1972, U.S. President Richard Nixon broke new ground with his official state visit to which country? China. China is correct. Which ocean liner was destroyed by a fire in Hong Kong Harbour in 1972? When it was launched in 1938, it was the largest passenger liner ever built at that time and held the record for 56 years. Mm. Be the Queen Elizabeth I. It would be the Queen yeah. Elizabeth I, is correct. Too big to say. <laughs> okay, you've got four in a row. Here comes your five in a row potential chance. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. In October, the government of President Mohammed Siad Barre formally introduced the first Latin-based alphabet for which country's national language? In October 1972, the government of President Mohammed Siad Barre, B-A-R-R-E, formally introduced the first Latin-based alphabet for which country's national language? Would it be Libya? question men but you can get a potential bonus here can you spell out the S-I-A-D 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 and B-A-R-R-E B-A-R-R-E yes so the government of Mohammed Siad Barre introduced the first Latin based alphabet for which country's national language Is it tough one? Morocco. Afraid not. You're both close. No, no, you're both close. It is Somalia. Somalia. Right. Red team, your question. Denmark joined the EEC, now the EU, of course, in October of 1972. However, one part of the kingdom explicitly stayed out. Which part? Yeah, Greenland. Greenland. No Greenland. Afraid not. Ladies, you're back in control. Which part of the Kingdom of Denmark explicitly stayed out of joining the EEC in 1972? Part of the Kingdom? I don't know. I don't know. Part of the and I didn't seem to think about it. Maybe they're just talking about the... Okay. Oh, they're, they're, they're not in Europe. I've got to uh, make you uh, give us an answer now, please. Currency? Currency? No. Oh, no. Which part of the kingdom? Geographical oh, part of the oh, kingdom. Oh, right. Oh, geographical part of the kingdom. James was unlucky in that he said Greenland, who are now not in the EU, but they were at the time and left in the 80s. But one part of Denmark did not join in 1972. Okay. Fair oh, she did a carol on that one. Uh, she got it. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Correct. All right, on we go. The, uh, which Brazilian won the 1972 Formula One driver's title? At 25, he was the then youngest champion in F1 history and would hold on to that record until 2005. Ayrton Senna? I'm afraid it is not. <laughs> a bit too early for Ayrton Senna. Over a go. 
We we'll try Fittipaldi. Fittipaldi. Emerson, Emerson Fittipaldi. Fort wants to suit you there, don't they? Uh, just a bit. Throw in an old hurling one there, John, now, or a football one, and I'll be. Now, your next question. The second in a series of three confrontations between the UK and Iceland regarding fishing rights began in September 1972. By what name were these conflicts known? I think they were known as the Cod War. They were. Cod Wars. Who was the winner of the biggest boxing match to take place in Ireland for years when he defeated Alvin Lewis by technical knockout during the 11th round of their fight in Crow Park? Muhammad Ali. Oh, yeah. Straight in there. James bet me two there. (laughs) (laughs) Al Blue Lewis. Three in a row. What is the name of the first commercially successful video game released? It was released by Atari in 1972 and is a table tennis sports game featuring simple two-dimensional graphics. So it's not a games console. It's Pong. It is Pong, correct. Redeem myself. There we go. <laughs> Let's see where we are. That's uh, one. That's three in a row. That's four in a row. So this is for the fifth. Perhaps best known today as the father of two famous children, he was poet laureate of the United Kingdom from 1968 until his death in 1972. Which Leash-born poet passed away on the 22nd of May at the age of 68? Leash-born. Cecil Day Lewis. Cecil Day Lewis. Try that. Speak up, please, to the microphone. Cecil Day Lewis. It's correct. Leashborn. And that was your five in a row, so two points. Questions are going across. You're in control, but I have some bad news. There's only about four questions left in the set. So, (laughs) here we go. In 1972, the Labour Party under Gough Whitlam won their first national election for 23 years in which country? In 1972, the Labour Party, right. under the leadership of Gough Whitlam, won their first national election for 23 years in which country? I think it's that. Okay, go for that. Australia? Correct. For the first time since World War II, which unusual outcome occurred in the 1972 Five Nations Rugby Championship? For the first time since World War II, which unusual outcome occurred in the Five Nations Rugby Championship of 1972? I just said the outcome of the Five Nations. Oh, 25 yeah. seconds left. Oh, that was a draw, yeah. That two teams had a draw? Yeah. <laughs> not. Interesting. Over we go. Liam has a very specific <laughs> answer. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm going to take a punt. Yes, Liam. Ka-ching. Um, <laughs> just kind of a guess. Was there a three-way tie at the top of it? Through the top three teams? <laughs> No, I'm afraid it's uh, it is just that the championship was not completed. Oh. Several teams refused to travel to Dublin to take on to play their games because of the Fair troubles. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. there was no the championship was unfinished, unfinished for the first time since World War Two. Yeah, which we should yeah. listen to. <laughs> Final question uh, of the set. Boys are going to get this. I mean, they're going to hear it. First. I'm not making any choices. as <laughs> it is another sports question, but I'm not predicting anything which nation emerged victorious in the 1972 European Football Championships winning the final in Brussels Heysel Stadium I'm going to hand this over to you <laughs> <laughs> very brave of you there James yeah which nation emerged victorious in the 1972 European Football Championships winning the final in Brussels Heysel Stadium Chance. I know one team I think that was in the final is I'm going to chance Russia you're going to chance uh, US would, would have been would they have played as Russia in 72 that's true yeah USSR 
They lost the they final. Lost the final, yeah. I knew they were so, ladies, lastminute, lastminute.com final bonus of the game. Who were beaten, now that we know, Russia were in the final? <laughs> Netherlands. The Netherlands. <laughs> for the era, but not wrong. No. Not right. It was West Germany. West Germany. Fabulous. Who defeated USSR 3 0. Okay, that concludes the quiz. Right, we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind the scores. Let's go over to Clancy <laughs> for a check on the scores. Blue 242 points. Red 222 points. 2214. Okay. To be fair, lads, he okay. got out to an early lead. And held on to it very well. So congratulations to you. Well done, Richie. Dave, you win. Thank you. Hard luck, Marcella and Carol, but we'll be, you'll be back. We'll be back. You'll be back. Uh, Carol, tell us, how is your... Uh, you, you, you weren't with us the first night because of a, a leg in the cast situation. It's, but you are here. still broken. <laughs> <laughs> leg update, folks. Still broken. Yeah. Well, we wish you best of luck. I'm on a personal record of one win, one loss. That's all right, Marcel. Yeah. That's all right. Same as. Right. <laughs> okay. And the boys across the table are on one out of one because this was their debut tonight and they've won it. So congratulations, well boys. Done. Thank you very much. And uh, your win puts Team Red into the lead in the series mm-hmm. three to two. Okay, that's it from us. We'll be back next week. Until then, please do enjoy your week and we'll talk to you next week with some more trivia. Podcast Extra. Next week on After the Fact. So now, this question I am going to have to credit to my friend Patrick Mulrennan. I'm totally nicking this off his Facebook feed. That means Brendan has seen this one, possibly. Well, I didn't. Mutual friends. And is this a 1916? No, this is is a war question. question, You know the the drill? No. I'll go around, give an answer. You keep your lives. Oh, right. So uh, anyway... In the right said Fred hit, I'm too sexy. Oh, Dion. I want you to tell me, in turn, as you can, anything that the singer says he is too sexy for in the lyrics of the song. <laughs> can we say it now? So we'll start with, a, we'll start with Elaine, because she looks really confident. Go on, Elaine. Because it's probably the only thing I'm going to know all Go night. I'm too sexy for my cat. My cat is correct. She's kept her life. Okay. And I'm too sexy for my wife. No, he doesn't have a wife. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> so that's the life going on for you. Uh, okay. Dan. Uh, I'm too sexy for this shirt. Very Yes, good. he is too sexy for his shirt. That's correct. Brendan. I'm too sexy for my car. <laughs> yes, he's too sexy for his car. That's correct. <laughs> oh, th- I was actually just speaking. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need to speak into... The mic is off. It's screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. Elaine, we're back to you. Um, I'm too sexy for my hat. He is indeed too sexy for his hat. Cousin rhymes a cat. Handy that. And As you can see, I, I literally, I, you know, I, I, I'm too sexy for my... Uh, 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 um, shoes. No, I'm afraid no mention of shoes. So you're out. Two lives gone. The person who's not here <laughs> has just dropped something. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, we're back with you. Hmm... I'm too sexy for Milan. He is indeed too sexy for Milan. We're flying. This is, apart from Anne being sadly ignorant of the lyrics of Rights of Fred, everyone else doing very well. Brendan. We've had shirt. We've had car. Yeah. <laughs> we've, had hat, we've had cat. We've had Milan. <laughs> I'm too sexy for... <laughs> you still have two lives, Brendan. You can oh, do I? Okay. <laughs> Um, this will be the whole show but it's taking so come on come on, yeah. come on come on come on I'm too sexy for my nan because <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's with my nan that's brilliant I'm afraid good as it is it's not right so you've lost a life okay. Elaine uh, New York New York is correct he is too sexy for New York Dan and Japan Japan yes the same ah. line very good Brendan New York what rhymes with that <laughs> he says Milan, New York, and Japan. Therefore, oh, right, rhyming oh, yeah. Milan and Japan, oh, yeah, 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 and yeah. New York just goes in the middle, flies off on its own. Yeah. Um, I know, like I know lines, but like, so too sexy by far is the end of the the car one. 
and the way I'm disco dancing is the way is the, is the end of another one. But I can't remember what. Yeah. <laughs> so this club. It's a good guess. It's a good guess, but it's not right. So you're out. Okay. It's Elaine versus Dan. Ooh. Both have two lives left. Oh, I'm coming to the end of my repertoire now. <laughs> um, for this song. This song, indeed. Dan sounds disappointed. That's the one I was going to say. Okay, okay. Random object that he could be sexier than. Um, yeah, it didn't work for me now, Dan. Just remember. Let's <laughs> just try. My God, it's worth a try. Uh, I'm too sexy for my pants. <laughs> no, I'm afraid not. I was going to go there. Uh, so, okay, we're back to Elaine. I'm... Um, I'm singing it. I'll tell you, there's only two things left. Is there? Yeah. So you've done very, this is way better than Spices last week, which really was not a successful question. <laughs> spices? Yeah, I had the, the last week's warm-up question. Was the top ten most expensive spices in the world? You should have done herbs. Probably didn't have the time, though. <laughs> <laughs> I can see what you did there. <laughs> Hello. I can't. I can't think of anything throw me else. Some, do like Dan, just throw in something. Um, he could be sexier than uh, that. You do it your two lives, uh, it's amazing how when you start the line you think oh it's coming to me it's coming yeah, to me just... no. mm, um, and I actually I, I remember a line now but again it doesn't okay. it doesn't, doesn't help. it's a bit painful <laughs> we're five minutes already into this this is a real this is a good one I'm a model you know what I mean I do turn on the can I push you for an answer, please, Elaine? Can we confer? <laughs> no. I just can't. All I can think about is my nan. <laughs> I can't that. I, I don't know. You're passing. Yeah. Dan, one life left. Two answers left. Hmm. Now he says, I'm too sexy for my shirt. I know we did shirt. Yeah, and then he says, so sexy it hurts. Does that count? Is that a thing? No, that is not. The se- sexier than hurting is not going to get you anything. <laughs> okay, I'm too sexy for my house. I'm afraid not. Body. Ah. So you're out now. And Elaine, you're the winner. Well done. Well, I'll be the only well, thing I do. All that we missed, time. people, well done. I'm too sexy for your party. Oh, which mm. was close to, dancing. Yeah, the, the, that was the club one, Brendan. And I'm too sexy for my love. Oh, ah. There we go. Poor, should have got that one out. <laughs> so if I had said love instead of wife, I'd have been okay. You would have been okay, but you didn't, so you didn't. So that's the breaks. Okay. Well done, everyone. Well, start the team tune now.